Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's bonus episode is a deep dive into the newest Real Housewives franchise, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which will be gracing our screens on Wednesday, November 11th at 10 p.m. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Mallory Wilkinson, who runs the really amazing Etsy account, Real House Pins of OC, which has tons of hilarious pins, stickers, buttons, with all of our favorite Bravo quotes. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. This is really fun because I've been following you forever and I have the June June Hannah sticker. My friend did an order a couple weeks ago and then she was like, I know you're a below deck head. Do you want this? Oh, nice. I was like, I absolutely do. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep meaning to branch out and do more stuff and I wanted to do more below deck stuff, but now I feel like there's so much, I don't want to say negativity, but I feel like there's a little sad cloud hanging over below deck. So I'll probably focus on uh, Salt Lake City for a little bit, try and get some merch <laughs> out for them. I mean, I think this season's going to be really good. So we right now have two promos. They had the first one, which was kind of lackluster. It's kind of, I think, a little bit difficult for series premieres to kind of promo shows because we don't know the characters. And so in the, the first one, it was like a little bit of each person but it wasn't really a lot of drama. And then the extended Mm -hmm. trailer, which came out, I believe sometime this week. Yeah, no, I, I remember when they announced that it was going to be Salt Lake city. I think everyone thought it might be Chicago or Denver because those are just two major hubs that haven't been touched. But I remember when they said Salt Lake city, it was really shocking. I was like, I, I'm not sure. Are we really going to watch, you know, a bunch of Mormons try and create drama. But after seeing these promos, I think, I've, I've never been to Utah. I went to high school with a girl that was Mormon, but that's really all I know about Utah and Mormonism. So I really don't have a big idea of what it entails. So I'm really curious to see, and it seems from what they've shown us, it seems like there's going to be a lot of drama. I mean, we all know one of the women is married <laughs> to her second or her like step grandfather, like <laughs> just that you could stop right there. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That basically was like, I think the main thing that piqued people's interest, because of course the other women are just, you know, normal, regular women. But when you were reading like the promos on Bravo's website, it like made me have like a full head turn. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did I read that correctly? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying, like, I don't really know much about Mormonism. And then when Andy told everybody at BravoCon last year that Salt Lake City was going to be the, the most recent season, I was kind of shocked. Like you, I thought like, oh, like Philadelphia, Boston, Seattle, like there's just so many right. other places the way that Potomac kind of randomly came on the map. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of hoping it kind of has the same thing where it's a city that's not as metropolitan as New York or LA or anything. And there's like an underworld of crazies, which I believe we're going to be seeing. There is definitely Mormonism in the show. It does seem like there's like diversity amongst the women where some are ex-Mormons, some are like more modern Mormons, some the girl who's sleeping with her grandpa is Pentecostal and and then one of them converts from Mormonism to Islam and I think she might be the first Muslim housewife I was trying to think I'm like I don't think think any so I don't I don't I don't oh uh what was no Peggy wasn't oh yeah what was no I don't think so I forget what she was but no she wasn't Muslim I could just because I mean in Orange County I'm sure that would have been made a bigger deal oh yeah most definitely yeah she's Armenian I didn't know that oh I forgot that oh yeah I'm I think it'll and then I think there's I'm looking through my notes I think there's two Jewish women on this show or maybe just one yeah so Meredith seems to be from Chicago yeah I don't think she's Mormon wow she's stayed uh, in the Jewish faith and she's been married for 25 years which I mean that these days it doesn't matter where you're from to be married longer than 20 years is I mean you deserve a medal but we see in some of the what's it called in the two promos that we've seen it sounds like that her drama and her storyline is going to be you know that there's a potential affair going on or that she and her husband are separating or something because from what I saw I guess Whitney at one point says that Meredith is seeing another man or it's rumored that she is and then in one of the promos it also shows that uh, I guess her husband is like packing his bags and walking Mm -hmm. out and then there's another scene where they're at dinner and he's like so you wouldn't give me your phone to look through which it's like well that's never Mm -hmm. a good sign (laughs) definitely not and I think I heard on some I was like watching this like YouTube video of a guy talking about the show and I think it was implied that the husband lives in Chicago but Meredith is in Salt Lake City and so yeah any sort of massive distance between couples that really isn't like necessary like she has she has a jewelry store in Park City I'm trying to think if there's anything else on this little bio that would kind of well and she's a jewelry designer for like a lot of famous people and I don't have any names but at least that's what you know she tells us and if you're selling jewelry to celebrities you obviously make enough to you know you can have your store run from afar yeah and I can't really see her like clocking in in the morning and working like an eight-hour shift exactly at the jewelry store exactly so if you're not living in the same city as your husband I mean some people make it work but I mean, we all saw what happened with Kenya and her husband, and I'm sure there's, mm-hmm. a, I think there's a few other examples. If you don't live in the same city, oh, Tinsley and Scott, they weren't in the same city, but they, you know, Tinsley obviously moved. But if you're not in the same city, it's just kind of difficult for it to work long term, especially with a marriage. So well, that was like in Marriage to Medicine LA, where Dr. Armani's husband was like in Miami or something, and she was in Los Angeles. And it was just clear as day that they weren't together and that neither mm-hmm. of them were going to like move to the other person's city. So at a certain point, it's like, yeah, it's great that you can, I guess, have this companionship over the phone. 
but don't you want to like live with your partner isn't that like half the reason to be with someone yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of people are like oh I'm lonely I don't want to be alone it's like okay well then if you're not in the same city then you're still physically alone yeah (laughs) but yeah something interesting I noticed about Meredith and I don't like commenting on women's looks a lot or their bodies but I feel like in housewives I don't want to say you get a pass but I mean that (laughs) is a big part of you know the way they look is very important to them but Meredith I found out online and I could be wrong because the internet is, you know, <laughs> the internet. not always the most reliable thing. <laughs> it's said online that Meredith is 50. She looks, am- she's the oldest house or oldest cast member of South Salt Lake. I was shocked. She looks amazing for 50. Oh yeah. She's beautiful. Like I'm looking so, at like more of her casual Insta pics. Yeah. She looks stunning. So good for her. And but and she also has uh college age kids so I guess now that I put two and two together that kind of makes sense not that you can't have college kids earlier but I think you know when I went to college my mom was in her 50s so that kind of makes sense yeah she seems pretty fab I Mm -hmm. guess all of these die I was like why does she have all these diamonds but I guess she owns a jewelry (laughs) store I'm like it tracks right it's just kind of fun to be able to like stalk all these new people I was going through all their Instagrams and I'm like oh my god like who is this random new person that is like in our lives it's kind of strange how these housewives come from just being like normal everyday people and then are really thrown into the lion's den of like a major franchise with like really obsessive fans and oh they have no (laughs) idea what they're in for especially if the series is good like brace yourself (laughs) sometimes fans could be like a little aggressive And I see it even on my own page where if I post something of like a picture of some random housewife or Mm -hmm. ex-housewife, people will be savages in the comments. And I'm like, what do you get out of doing that? And I can't imagine what these people get like in their DMs or like just for just being themselves. It's it's brutal. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's her face? Heather. She, uh, Heather Gay, one of the new housewives on Salt Lake, she, I guess, someone left a comment on her photo saying, like, are you a man or something? Or are you a tranny or something to that effect? And she was like, no, I'm not. I'm a woman. And I'm a huge supporter of the LGBTQIA community. And I was like, well, there it is. I'm, she's my favorite. Because (laughs) in, I mean, I know a lot of religions are, you know, I don't want to say anti, but they're certainly not very welcoming of that community. And for her to just be like, no, I'm, like a that was rude b here's who i am and c i'm a big supporter it's like oh wow okay those are the facts and you're sticking by i'm good for you yeah i know and even like a complete and utter stranger asking someone if they're transgender is just so disgusting and good for her for clapping back but i even went onto her instagram profile and she has like tons of stuff about black lives matter and so it's nice that she is like an activist and so she was married to mormon royalty for 11 years but that has distanced Mm -hmm. herself from the church after the divorce she is a self-proclaimed good mormon gone bad and she plays by her own rules. She's a mom of three. She runs a burgeoning med spa and also has a podcast called Beauty Lab and Laser, which I was going to listen to, but then I was like, what do I need? I don't care about like beauty stuff, so I'm not gonna listen. And then when I was searching her on Spotify, I came uh-huh. across a playlist of hers and it had tons of songs from the Book of Mormon soundtrack. And I'm like, this is kind of spot on. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, she, she seems, well, also what I like most about her, and this is going to go back to, you know, commenting on her body, 
she's the first housewife I can remember that isn't gonna be like a size two or four she seems like a more full-figured woman which is nice to see because I'm not a size two four or six so it's kind of refreshing to see a normal body on television not that the other women don't have normal bodies but it's it's nice to see something that more people will be able to relate to if that makes any sense Totally. And I think Emily Simpson from OC was an example of someone who came in as like oh, yeah. a woman with like a beautiful figure, but then it ended up becoming like one of her storylines talking about how she's struggling with her weight and Tamara is like forcing her to go on a scale on national television Ugh. and then like snickering about her weight. And now we see on Instagram that she's like all about working out and eating healthy and like really trying to lose that mm-hmm. weight. And so it's kind of sad that she did feel a certain type of pressure and of course like you could lose weight to feel healthy to be better like in your day-to-day mental clarity whatever but also feeling like oh wow like I'm the fat girl on the cast like that's that's probably pretty difficult for her especially when you have someone like Tamara being like okay well you're obese so let's put you on a scale on television it's like what is wrong with you I forgot she called her don't do that women or anyone I don't know I found it to be so difficult to watch Tamara even handle Shannon's weight gain because the season that Tamara was losing all that weight for that bodybuilding competition was the same season that Shannon Mm -hmm. was gaining all of that weight and so it was just so like aggressively judgmental and it's like people's weight ebb and flow as they're going through things Shannon was going through like the hardest time of her life of course she's going to rely on food as a crutch right and it's not like I mean it was the hardest time of her life, but, and it's not like David just left and it's not like she got to do this privately. It was on a public scale and Orange County is, I've only lived here for five years, six years, five years. And I mean, it's a lot smaller than you would think. Like people, I mean, my old boss once ran, she was leaving a bar and David Bedore, she didn't know this at, at the moment, but she backed up her car out of the parking spot and was about to leave the parking lot. And this guy with like salt and pepper hair stumbles out of a bar in front of her car and she has to slam on her brakes. And she calls me and I, I didn't answer. I was watching a movie. She calls me again and she goes, you'll never guess who I almost just hit with my car. And I was like, that's a really bizarre way to answer the phone. Who did you almost hit? And she was like, David Bedore. I was like, that's a real missed opportunity. You should have kept going. Yeah. <laughs> like you would have been yeah. doing the world of real solid. Shannon probably would have been real thankful giving you a bowl of lemons but so anyway orange county is super small so like it's not like david you know oh i have a lover in you know new york i'm off it's no he's probably i don't know where they live but i'm sure he's only a 10 15 minute car ride away so they they probably are use the same grocery store so she had to do it on tv and on a public forum and i just feel bad for her But that's another thing about uh, back to Salt Lake City. It seems like a lot of these women are divorced. Their marriages don't seem very traditional. They either seem like they're divorced, there's cheating, they're, it it doesn't seem like what is portrayed by the Mormon religion of you get married, you have children, you stay married, and like the very white picket fence that is portrayed. And I think that's what's going to be really interesting about this show is it's the modern day Mormon. Totally. And we have Whitney Rose, who is a descendant of Mormon royalty. She had a normal life until she met her boss, Justin, and the two of them had an affair. He was married, and I believe she was married too. 
And after they started hooking up, they both decided to leave their spouses and they decided to get married once they realized she was pregnant. So Which, they, that's a lot of scandal in one sentence. Oh yeah. Okay. So descendant of Mormon royalty. So probably a Which, I, sorry to keep putting you off, no, but please. what is Mormon royalty? They it's been it's mentioned in Heather's profile, Whitney's yeah. profile, and I think one of the other women, maybe, maybe not, but still I'm like, is Mormon royalty like the equivalent of like like one of those televangelists for like other religions? I'm I'm curious to learn more about what Mormon royalty is. If it's just a wealthy person in the Mormon community, or if it's like someone who's related to I, I forget what their founders i think it's john smith i forget but if it's like a descendant of that person i'm curious to find out what mormon royalty is and if anyone out there listening knows what it is slide into my dms because it's bothering me and i need to know okay based on reddit it says generally families of high-ranking former or current leaders of the church so probably a grandson of one of the prophets or 12 apostles or something blah 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 so i guess it's like you're I'm assuming wealthy and a part of the Mormon church. Okay, so I'm seeing here. So Heather was married to someone who is quote unquote Mormon royalty. And he, his name is Billy Gay III. Billy's uncle is Bob Gay of Huntsman Gay Global Capital, private equity firm whose founding partners include John Huntsman Sr. And da, da, da. so it just seems like really rich people who then... I'm assuming give a ton of money to the church. Yeah, that's what it that's kind of what I'm wait, did you say Huntsman? Yes, Bob Gay of Huntsman Gay Global Capital. Interesting. So on some I just typed in what does Mormon royalty mean on some website called Baby Center. In 2012, there was an article saying, I do not think of the Huntsman family as LDS royalty. I mean, yes, we are children of a king, but most people don't interesting so it sounds like it's tbd on but i mean you mentioned husband huntsman on one website this is mentioned on another so that's all i need to think someone's mormon royalty because a i've never heard of them so (laughs) you're mentioned on two different websites that were found by two different people on opposite sides of the country good you're that's royalty enough for me (laughs) (laughs) so okay whitney descended of mormon royalty she left the church after she fell madly in love with her boss and the two had an affair. Within weeks, they both left their spouses to be with one another and got married when Whitney found out she was pregnant. So yeah, there is definitely a lot to unpack here. So she was having an affair with her boss, major scandal. And then the two found out they were pregnant. So like premarital sex, mm-hmm. like to have the baby. And so they've been well- together for 10 years now. They have two kids, Bobby and Brooks. Ooh, Brooks, always a just a foreshadowing, triggering name, horrible future. And she owns a skincare line called Iris and Beau. And let's see, she was faced with parenting her father, who was dealing with his own struggles. I don't care about that. So the last sentence of her bio says, "When it seems like society is finally beginning to accept her ten-year-old marriage, scandal rumor, scandalous rumors about her progressive relationship start to swirl." So I'm wondering what the progressive relationship is. I'm wondering if I'm, it means they're open, progressive. That would be, that would be interesting, especially in this community. Um, I've noticed because I started following her prior to her being announced as a housewife just because she was a rumored housewife and I've noticed I'm pretty sure it's her husband that I'm seeing these 
in her posts, he seems slightly older, like, well, and I mean, he was her boss. So he seems, and she's the youngest one of this cast. She's in her thirties. Her husband looks like he's maybe in his fifties or even sixties. So I'm curious to see if that'll be brought up the age difference, just because, you know, on Beverly Hills, they brought up uh, the age difference between Erica and uh, what is his name? Mr. Girardi. They brought up their age. Yeah. Tom, they brought up their age difference. So that should be, I wonder if that'll get brought up just because, you know, 30 to 50, that is a 20 year age gap. Yeah, I don't know. 20 years is a lot, especially when he's like her boss. I can imagine that definitely being incredibly scandalous. Yeah, I mean, my so my boyfriend and I have been together almost 10 years and he was my boss when we met. But we also met at a BevMo, which I think on the East Coast, you guys have something called Binnie's. It's essentially just a liquor warehouse store and but I mean he's only four years my senior so that's not a big deal but like 20 years someone's senior that's I mean that's a big age gap you when you were 20 your spouse wasn't even born yet like you were starting (laughs) to drink and they were learning to walk that's a really big age difference and it's just like generation so I hope it gets brought up just because I do find it fascinating go ahead I was saying like yeah like that's a big generational gaps between two people oh Uh, that's who else you saying that just reminded me Catherine and Thomas like that's a 20 year age gap or that might have even been more than 20 years I mean Ashley and Michael in Potomac where he's like in the 70s and she just turned 30 and and she's like I don't know why he doesn't want to be a dad for like season after season it's like well he's in his 70s and has two kids that he's been neglecting already like the reason that you want to have a kid with him is what you should really start unpacking Exactly. So it's interesting. And I think the reason Erica and um, Tom work so well is because they're not, and again, we only see, you know, a small slice of the pie that is their life. But I find it interesting that, you know, they work so well, but they don't spend a lot of time together. They give you, they have their lives and then they come together for small moments. And I think their partnership works like that. That's not something that would work for me. I'm someone who needs a lot of attention and I'm super needy. I know this about myself, but I think the problem with Ashley and Michael and Catherine and Thomas are, I mean, there's that iconic scene of Catherine chasing after Thomas. I think these younger, and I hate to say younger women because that makes, you know, women sound bad, but they're younger and they want more attention. They want to be doing more stuff where, you know, these older men, they're settling down. They've done all of this stuff. Also, Thomas is a really terrible person. There's that <laughs> aspect. Yeah. But I think, you know, they've yeah. done all of that in their life and they want to settle down. And it's just, it's kind of not a match where Erica's like, yeah, I'm going to go shake my ass on stage and, you know, look hot as shit and dance around. And Tom is like, I'm going to go to work. I'll see you for dinner. And it works for them. It does, so it'll be interesting also, to see with them and I don't know Go sometimes ahead. it like it frustrates me that relationship like I feel like they she relies on him for certain things but when she wrote her book and was like yeah no Tom didn't read it no Tom wasn't gonna go see me in Chicago until the last performance and there were certain things where I'm like well why doesn't he support you of course like he can bankroll some of these hobbies and these interests and and give you that mm-hmm. kind of support but I also do kind of feel like he phones it in a little bit and granted yeah he's in his 80s so maybe like flying to New York on a whim isn't really always an option but 
they could fly private. They have their own jet. And so I, I always kind of found it frustrating that he didn't support certain things in her life. Cause I felt like he was like, Oh, she just wrote a book. Great for her. I, let me get back to work. It's like, well, no, she wrote a book and that's something you should be proud of and whatever, like read the first couple paragraphs or something like pick up the book for yeah, one. Act- you're absolutely right. And I mean, I think I heard on Watch What Crappens, but I think it was that podcast, but Ronnie points out that there is a little bit of a father-daughter relationship there because we've met Erica's mom and I don't think we ever hear about Erica's dad. And if we have, I'm pretty sure it's not a good relationship or he's not in her life. So I wonder if that's maybe filling the role a little bit, which I mean, we could go into a whole therapy session on you know, all the, the issues behind that, but it works for them. It's, it might just be a relationship of convenience, but if it works for them, it, of all of the really young, very old relationships on Bravo, I'd say that one's the most successful. If you had to, if I had to pick one to be in, I certainly would not pick Ashley Michael and I'd rather <laughs> drop dead than be anywhere near Thomas Ravenel. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, Thomas Ravenel just treated Catherine so poorly. And she was just like too young to understand what was really happening. And I think it was happening on television. And once they started having kids, I was like, oh, God, I know this is going to only get so much worse. And the fact that he refused to marry you after the first kid and you still decided to have a second kid with him after like a drunken <laughs> reunion <laughs> taping yeah. in New York. Like it's just, it's just poor planning. Come on, Catherine. So I hope for Salt Lake City, they touch on that because I mean, she's in her thirties, even if he is in his late forties. Cause I mean, I've seen photos of him. He, he he's a good looking guy. But again, even if he's in his late 40s, there is more than a 15 year age difference, at least from what I can see. So I think that'll be worth delving into just because, you know, there is that generational gap of, okay, so do you want to go see like, I don't know, Backstreet Boys reunion tour and you want to go see like Jimmy Buffett? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys have in common that you love so much? Or are you both just into like vacations and spending money? So I'll be interested to see where that goes with Whitney. Also, in my opinion, I think she is, I think they're all stunning. I think she's the prettiest in my opinion, followed by, followed by uh, Lisa. I find her to be stunning. I did find something on Whitney that says her husband is a higher up this MLM multi-level marketing scheme called Life Vantage. (laughs) where they sell capsules and dietary supplements to, I guess, make you healthy. And like, these are not cheap. Like some powders you could put in your, in your smoothies or whatever, $128 monthly, the ultimate stack, $240 monthly. So supposedly he's under investigation for something involving this MLM. So that should be interesting to see on screen as well, because I don't know. I love a takedown of an MLM. <laughs> and I feel oh, like we haven't had that on Bravo just yet. I'm, and I think we need that. We deserve that. Oh, I hope we get that. Especially because we were robbed of not Megan King Edmonds. Oh my gosh. I'm blanking on telling Teddy Mellencamp. We were robbed oh. of seeing her business taken down. So <laughs> I'd like to see an MLM taken down, even though Teddy didn't have an MLM, what she had was just as bad. So yeah, these people are just, well and I think it's crazy that and I don't know if you heard this but and I've heard it on a handful of podcasts so all I need to do is hear it on more than one for me (laughs) to believe that it's true but so if you start excuse me if you start a business 
while you're on the housewives, Bravo gets a cut of your earnings. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Which is kind of ridiculous. And I think um, Danielle Saab was saying that on her podcast, like when her book was initially coming out, mm-hmm. the deal that she had with Bravo was if she wanted the book to be talked about on the show, she had to give a cut of the residuals and her advance. So Danielle said no. So then Bravo didn't put the book on television and she felt like that really hurt her sales. Whereas Teresa was like shilling her book left and right. And so many plot points of the show involved like her at a book signing or people not going to the book signing or her trashing Caroline at a (laughs) in the forward of the book. So I definitely think that that's the case. And I randomly worked on a project a couple years ago and I don't want to say names just because it'll it's probably obvious to people who listen to the show and know where I've worked Mm -hmm. but a housewife worked on a project with us and I was help processing some payments and it was to like Andy Cohen's LLC and I remember being like what the fuck is this like this woman is like very much like not married to Andy Cohen and that's not her business and so I thought it was so interesting that the money was going directly there and I was like I wonder I wonder what's the story behind that and I never could really figure it out because why can't I wonder if there's (laughs) like a stipulation where like Andy gets a cut and Bravo gets a cut or like if he holds the book you know when they used to do watch what happens live in studio he would be like oh and you know so and so the their new book is coming out on Tuesday if he brings it on the show if he gets a cut like I I wonder how that's all structured out I don't know. And I feel like now it's just like such a money machine, like even him bringing Heather Thompson from New York on to watch what happens live to talk about her podcast that's being produced by evolution media. It's like all a big cycle. It's like, how can we get more money? Like how can we get publicity to things that all help Bravo companies, whether it's a partnership with a production company or Heather or whatever, but just a money machine and I thought Evolution was producing this one but it's actually Shed Media which does which produces the New York City Housewives and I think a couple months ago they sold the footage to Shed Media because I think the first few cuts of the show probably weren't as juicy and so they're like we need to give this to the masters like Roni producers. That's interesting I didn't know that that gives me I mean the everything I've seen so far has given me hope but that (laughs) gives me even more hope so they know what they're doing over there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So who else do we have? 
we we touched on Lisa Barlow a little bit. She kind of reminds me of Kyle Richards. She has like the long black hair. Um, she's born and raised in New York and has been living in Utah for 20 years. She went to Brigham Young with Heather and has been best friends with Meredith for years. So that's always a good thing too, when you have years and years, at least for Lisa and Heather's sake, like decades of friendship. Yes, more that organic always, relationships. Yeah, you can actually see like, true friendships form or forming and oftentimes crumbling um when you start going on tv with your friends but lisa also owns a tequila company which is rich considering i believe alcohol is forbidden in mormonism so that tracks <laughs> yeah i actually so i reached out to lisa and i asked her because so it's a vita tequila is supposed to be in all total wines and i looked at my total wine and it was like uh, the nearest location that has it is 200 miles away. I was like, okay, so that's not near. Thank you. <laughs> and so I reached out to someone who was out in Arizona and I was like, Hey, like where, what city are you in? And I looked up all the total wines there and couldn't find it. So I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, like, sorry to bother you. Super excited for the show. Do you know if your tequila is in California? And she was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, Okay, I don't want to like call you a liar because I don't want to like get the house by <laughs> SmackDown, but it's not. And she was like, oh, they just put in a huge order. It should be there. And I keep checking and it's not. And I'm like, I will get my hands on it somehow. Like I wanted to get my hands on Vanderpump Vodka and I eventually got it. But like, which, which by the way, it's terrible. But I Shocking. was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And so are Lisa's wines, except for the rosé. The rosé is okay, but man, her Chardonnay and Cab are just really just, they taste like prune out. It's pretty awful. <laughs> but it's like, girl, I don't see them in Orange County. And Orange County is a housewife hub. Like you would think if anywhere you're trying to get it into at least the cities where there are housewife franchises, come on. So if anyone out there listening knows where it is, slide into my DMs. I want to try it. I'm always curious when like people who don't like when George Clooney came out with tequila, I was like, what are you doing? Like, I think you're just slapping your name on this. You know nothing about tequila. So I'm very curious to see. And I'm no connoisseur by. Yeah, I definitely would be down to try this tequila. I don't know if she's ever going to have a skinny girl-esque brand, but she mm-hmm. keep trying. And yeah, I think she not? also has a marketing company. Yeah, she also owns a marketing company. So good for her. And she's a New Yorker. So I think I might automatically kind of like her her energy. Yeah. And I feel like New Yorkers, I'm always intimidated by New Yorkers because just the thought of living in New York like gives me anxiety. <laughs> the city that never sleeps, just that saying, I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't sleep? Like, I know people <laughs> obviously sleep, but I'm just like, I, that go, go, go lifestyle, I can't do it. It's, it intimidates the hell out of me. So, and based on what I've seen, like her clips and stuff, I think she's going to bring a real, like not Bethany energy, but I think she is going to bring like a Bethany Kyle, like, I don't think she's going to be like the spitfire. I think she's going to be maybe the keep you guys in check, make sure you're not, you know, throwing tiki torches in someone's backyard type of energy, (laughs) which is good. We need that. You do need that kind of energy, especially when you have somewhat loud people on the show, which brings us to Jen Shaw, who seems like she's going to be very fun. She kind of reminds me of Jennifer Aiden a little bit from New Jersey, like really loud and comes in very hot. So Mm -hmm. she is a Tongan and Hawaiian who grew up in Salt Lake City. 
She also, she felt like she often stuck out in her traditionally white Mormon world. When she learned about the historical mistreatment of Black people in the Mormon religion, she converted from Mormonism to Islam. She's a mom of two. Let's see. She, I do like this. She knows she's the best host in Utah. So I love when people make it seem like they're the best host in the world. Like I think Vanderpump would always try to do that. And then Kyle tried to be like, I'm the best host. I host the best parties. It's like, okay, honey, as long as there's booze and food, it's a party. <laughs> exactly. That's me. I'm like, there's something to eat and something to drink and I'm invited. You're a great host. Phenomenal. You're great. <laughs> she also says that an extravagant personality and sharp tongue. She can go from zero to 100 really quickly but she usually comes back with apologies and love and I love how you she probably wrote this bio herself that's on the Bravo website so she's like I'm preemptively telling people I will fly off the handle but I do come back the next day with an apology and a hug I kind of feel like she's gonna be a combo of um what's her face I feel like the saying things and apologizing that's very Ramona mm-hmm. and being a spitfire I feel like she's gonna have some Kelly Dodd energy minus the like MAGA stuff because I think I don't know if it was her or one of the other Salt Lake City housewives but one of them recently just came out and was like I don't support or I'm like I'm not voting for Trump blah 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 so I think she's gonna be a combo of like Ramona and Kelly but maybe a little more positive than those two (laughs) hopefully well she is the one where we see her call out Mary Cosby she's like well you fucking hooked up with your grandpa so this is going to be on the table which is good because you can't bury that story like that needs to be discussed and in the tradition of housewives like that'll never be something that won't be probably thrown in her face you know like that's kind of like an easy constant dig at her but I mean we'll see there was like one scene in the um, like extended trailer where it was her and Heather and I think Whitney at some spot and they were all like Mm -hmm. in bathtubs that were like in like placed into like a mountain and Jenna's just like (laughs) splashing the water at them and I'm like I don't know what instigated this fight but I really like seeing them just in rogue bathtubs Jen does seem like someone who will like throw the drama out into the open, which is sometimes nice and kind of like pours the gasoline on it. Exactly. And that's why I, that's where I get that, you know, or maybe even like a little bit of Giselle where it's like, mm-hmm. throw, like pulling the pin on the grenade and walking away. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I just brought it to the table. We all know about it. Why aren't we talking about it? It's like, okay, just because we all know something doesn't mean we need to talk about it. I mean, for housewives that logic doesn't apply but for us normal people it's like no we don't do that we sweep it under the rug and we never speak about it so I'm I'm excited for her because I think she's gonna she yeah like you said she's gonna bring it to the table and she in the moment she doesn't really care if it hurts your feelings she'll apologize later which is good because that'll make us want to watch it and we need that otherwise we're gonna wind up with you know something like Beverly Hills where you bring out one thing and then it just gets dragged out for the whole season. And it's like, do I, it winds up feeling like a chore and this nothing about Salt Lake city so far feels like a chore. I almost, I, I can't wait for it. So. Well, it's also nice to just get new housewives. It's like new people, new families, new dynamics. And I think with Dallas, I really enjoyed the first few seasons and same with Potomac. And I think 
so many viewers are slow to get on the bandwagon for whatever reason, because it's like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. I'm like, bring it on. Who cares? If they suck, they suck. They won't get another season. But even The Real Housewives of DC, which was the only one season wonder of the franchise, that only ended because there was like political scandal involved, not because the cast wasn't great and the show wasn't amazing and fascinating to watch. And so I always think they'll get a couple seasons. But when I was reading and doing research on this, I came across a Reddit thread and people were saying, what do you think is going to be the next show that gets cut? And everybody was like, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. And I'm like, what? I kind of enjoy Dallas. I enjoy Dallas more than I enjoy OC at this rate. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I think people are just saying or or Dallas because of everything with Leanne, but it's like, Mm -hmm. and as you know, there've been a lot of podcasts that have covered it. There's been a lot of articles and a lot of Instagram, you know, posts. And these past few months, we've all realized that, you know, Bravo does have a pretty big problem with their, I mean, these housewives are employees with their employees not acting right and showing their true colors. And that does kind of show, I mean, they are people who exist in this world who are like them. And that's part of the narrative of, and I think we're going to see a lot of that in Orange County this season of not everyone's going to get along, especially politically, especially when it comes to wearing masks, especially with a lot of sensitive subjects these days. So I think that's why people think Dallas is going to get axed, but it's like, no, there are racist people out in the world. And I mean, that's why Leanne got let go, but I don't think they're going to can the entire series because otherwise, besides that, it's a pretty good series. So I think it was just because of Leanne. And if we were to fire every housewife who did something problematic, we'd probably be left with three or four housewives. So I just don't think (laughs) that's realistic. Well, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that it's kind of interesting when you watch these shows because you're not really supposed to watch these shows and think like, wow, Leanne Lockin is my idol. As a viewer, like I've never looked to Housewives to be like my moral compasses, but last season, or I guess in the beginning of Dallas, you saw Leanne really being like this maven in the charity world. And she was so beloved by everybody in the charity world. And then slowly but surely, like season after season, you see her like losing that identity and really leading into being a housewife. And then the comments that she was making to Carrie were just so aggressive and showed this side of her where it's like, oh, you don't care about people. Like you don't care about people. You're doing this charity world to make yourself feel better and pat yourself on the back. Great. You can support LGBTQ communities and that's amazing. But that doesn't mean you aren't being incredibly racist and like also not owning up to it ever like that. It was just like, that was really difficult to watch at the reunion where you're like, okay, you have a chance where you can come back and say, I was incredibly ignorant. I'm incredibly sorry that I said that. And I can now move forward in my life and and not make that mistake again and be more mindful and not say microaggressions towards you towards other people but she just doubled down and it was just so it was so gross oh a hundred percent and that's actually part of my problem no my problem I've always liked Lisa Vanderpump but recently you know with keeping and I'm sure that it's got to be difficult when you run a restaurant where the show is based on a restaurant And then you have problematic employees that aren't just employees of the restaurant, they're employees of Bravo. So I'm sure it's difficult, but it's like Jackson, Brittany are clearly, you know, they clearly have their feelings about the LGBTQ community, 
and Lisa continues to champion them and wish them well and occasionally will wag her finger at Jax but then you know she doesn't she needs to pick a lane because it's like okay you act like you're this hero during pride but then you also you know one of your biggest stars was gonna have this horribly homophobic person marry him and he knew about it and thank goodness for people like Ariana and Tom who brought it up and yeah they were a little annoying about it but you know when it comes to stuff like that you need to be annoying about it you need to keep poking the bear until the bear realizes why it's being poked like what you're doing is completely rude and disregarding someone's life and beliefs so that's I mean we could talk for six hours on (laughs) problematic housewives and I'm sure it sounds like I guess is so Jen called Mary out for problematic things she said about black people correct yeah so Jen obviously left we're gonna have some problematic stuff Mm -hmm. with Mary there so I mean every every franchise has one some franchises like OC have a lot of them but that's you know that's unfortunately the society we live in not everyone does get along and respect everyone else so but I mean that's like you said that's what we're here to see if we wanted wholesome family programming we'd turn to you know modern family or the big bang theory (laughs) there's a reason we're not watching those exactly and also Sometimes it's interesting to see how ignorant people can really be. As someone who, yeah, like I don't, I don't watch these shows to learn from their behavior, but I oftentimes learn what I don't want to do or what I don't want to say or how I don't want to react to things. I think it'll be difficult watching OC this season. I mean, we all know how Kelly is going to be behaving, but also, you know, where I look at these shows and I'm like, well, yeah, I don't learn from these people. You know, I don't need Kelly Dodd to tell me not to wear a mask. But some impressionable people might watch that and completely agree and then feel validated in those points and thus being even more unwilling to wear masks and do these things. And you don't want Kelly Dodd to plant a bad seed in your head. So I understand that kind of struggle that I think Bravo is having. And Andy, Mm -hmm. like, pretty much clapped back to her on his radio show this past week and was like, hey, people should not be listening to Kelly Dodd for medical advice. Like, she is not the person you go to when you're trying to figure out how to navigate a pandemic, you know, don't, don't go to her. And I just, I think it's going to be an ugly season for her. I wouldn't go to Kelly for advice on anything regarding a pandemic (laughs) or other, like, where should I go to eat in Orange County? No, that's what Yelp is for. Like, Kelly is just not someone (laughs) I would ever, and it's sad because I used to really like her. I would, she was never my favorite housewife because I felt like on her first season where, you know, she came on the show and dropped the C word Mm. season one, like, I don't mind using that word, but to do it season one on a housewife show, it's, it came off very try hard. So I'm hoping we don't get too much of that in Salt Lake City. It seems like these women are pretty true to themselves. Granted, we've only seen maybe four combined minutes of who they are, (laughs) but I'm hoping we get a lot of, as much as we can, authenticity and not a lot of, you know, I'm going to come in and drop the C-bomb and act like the crazy one. It's like, okay, is that who you are? First season housewives definitely are either trepidatious and they don't really have the confidence to be their full selves or they are so much themselves that they come off as crazy. And so it'll be interesting to kind of see how everybody kind of begins and starts just portraying themselves because as people get more and more comfortable with being on camera, you begin to self-produce. And that's why sometimes for season one of shows are so good. I, you know, Vanderpump Rules for an example, like 
there were just a bunch of young kids who wanted to be models and actors and who got really lucky that they were all crazy and you know the drama was just constant and I don't feel like they even really recognized that the cameras were there or what was actually going to happen after this stuff was being filmed and edited together Mm -hmm. so it'll definitely be eye-opening for all of them and it's interesting to see um, the progression between season one and season two but I mean on that note we jump to the last and final housewife of Salt Lake City who is Mary Cosby Her bio says, with a penchant for God, couture, and only the finest champagne, Mary is a Pentecostal first lady who inherited her family's empire of churches, restaurants, and more. The caveat in taking over the family business was that she married her late grandmother's second husband, Robert Cosby Sr. They have been married for 20 years. They have a teenage son together. And she says, small but mighty and always dressed in the nines, her unconventional past has made her guarded, and she quickly finds herself on shaky grounds with some of the ladies. That there's just so much to unpack especially the like so I grew up not knowing my grandfather I only knew my step-grandfather so it was one of those things where I was like so that's what they mean I they mean you would marry the man I always knew was my grandpa I was like that's so like I cannot believe at some point in her life it's I'm most interested to meet all I mean I'm interested to meet all these women but I'm most interested to meet her because at some point in her life, she looked in the mirror and said, okay, let's do that. Yeah, that's fine. It's like, no, under no circumstance. And I understand they're not blood related. So, you know, there's, it's not incest, but it's still like, it's right on the border. I'm sorry. Okay. So your DNA doesn't match up, but it's still like, no, he slept with your grandma. And now you're going to sleep like, no, stop it. The whole thing is creepy. So, okay. So Mary's grandma ended up starting this big Pentecostal church. So, okay. So at 42 years old, she meets Robert Cosby. So Mary's husband. Mm -hmm. So he was 22 years younger than her. So he is more of an age that Mary's dad could technically be. Yeah. They founded the church together and... They ended up marrying one another when Mary was 24. So that's like, it's just so disgusting. It's so disgusting. And the death of Mama, like the Pentecostal big minister, Uh she randomly died from a heart attack in January 1997. And supposedly she was in perfect health, never had any signs of being sick. And I guess there was some shadiness between the family assuming that this husband may have done something allegedly done something to kill her in a way and then they tried to get the body um exhumed wow okay i missed that part oh yeah that's even crazier well and also the part where so she was 24 when she made this choice i could understand if she was like maybe in her 30s and she's like you know what things aren't working out for me. This is just, it's not conventional, but it's just what I'm going to do. But when, if someone told me at 24, like, okay, here's an option for you. I'd slap that person. I'd be like, this is an option for me. Never, but you're so young at 20, your brain isn't even done developing at 24 for her to make that choice at 24. Again, cannot wait to meet Mary. Well, that's kind of why I think this had been some sort of like predatory thing that might have been happening for 
a good amount of time before you don't just decide one day that you're going to marry your grandpa this had to have been there's something underlying there. something happening for a minute and even for that grandfather to stomach yeah. that choice is so twisted and disgusting and even like him being so young and you know being what yeah 20 years younger than his wife and then she mm-hmm. dies and marries the girl it just I, I can't understand it and I'm I'm interested in hearing what she has to say about everything and now that we hear that oh she had to marry him so that she could maintain status in the church and still have the money that comes from the church and the restaurants and whatnot just seems like that's not a good enough reason you know you're young you have your whole life to maybe make some of your own money and if you really are just relying on men you can maybe try to find another rich guy but that it isn't just, your step-grandfather. Yeah, it just seems like the two of them had some sort of relationship prior to the grandma dying. And the fact that yeah. the grandma's death was kind of shady in the first place gives me some sick inclination that this dude was like, um, I really want to be with this young girl. And the only way that this can happen is to have my wife die. It's the whole thing is so backwards. Even like having this conversation, I'm like, what? am I saying like I can't believe this is a housewife's background we've obviously never seen anything like this before well also so I mean she's the granddaughter slash wife which is not something I hope to ever say again (laughs) but then there's the grandfather but I'm interested to see because so they have my notes they have one teenage son so let's say even if he's 13 teenagers these days I mean Kids are on the internet pretty young these days. I'm sure he knows what's going on, but I'm also curious what her dad thinks or her mom, whoever's dad, whoever, whatever side of the family, paternal or maternal, whatever. I'm curious what her parents, both of them think. It doesn't even matter which one is the stepchild. Like, what does the rest of the family think? Because I'm, I'm worried they're going to be like, you know, that's, some Mormons have a lot of wives. Some of them marry within the family. It's like, whoa, no, 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 no. I've heard about the lot of wives. The What you're doing is a big glaring question mark. That's not something any religion does. So I'll be curious to see. And I mean, yes, it gets brought up in the preview as kind of you know, not accusatory, but in a negative light. But I'm very curious if any of them are going to be like, it's fucking gross. Like, like <laughs> I, I, there's... I have a million thoughts running through my head because it's so unheard of. And again, they're not blood related, but it's still the, I mean, my grandfather growing up, like I said, he was my step grandfather, but I treated him like my grandfather because, you know, you don't have to be blood to be family, but this is taking that too far. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Well, I'm looking here on a list on tvovermind.com and Mm -hmm. the fifth point, it's 10 things you don't, didn't know about Mary. So number five says her family doesn't like her husband. In fact, they have accused him so many times of being responsible for his ex-wife's death that Mary's grandmother's body was actually exhumed so that he could see if there was any foul play that involved her heart failure. The autopsy spoke otherwise, but it was a situation that didn't work well for anybody. So I can imagine they were very upset. I don't know if it was Mary's mom or dad who was Mm -hmm. the child of 
mama the the wife of robert but uh-huh. I, I i can't see them being happy obviously like ew, like so what is married to her mother her stepmom is I she her mom's I- stepmom oh god oh god i didn't even put that together oh. I'm gonna have to wash my mouth out with soap after this episode because this is some disgusting shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. It's funny if you just read the first the sentence, you're like, oh wow, that's wild. But if you delve into, okay, there might be foul play, and she's her mother's. She's yeah, she's her mother's stepmom. Like, the more you <laughs> delve into it, and a body was exhumed, it starts to get. It's almost beyond what I. Like, I'm watching Housewives. I'm not watching Law & Order SVU. <laughs> this is kind of a mash of the two that I have been binging Law & Order SVU recently. I don't want them to come together, and I don't want them to come together like this. So I'm most, I mean, like I said, I'm excited to meet all of them, especially Heather, because, again, I'm, for so long I've been watching Housewives, and I see these little size two or size zero, and especially living in Orange County where, I'm sure it's not just Orange County, but I see it a lot here where if, you know, you're not a size zero or two, you kind of don't matter here. And Heather, you know, is full figured. She's stunning. She's, I think she's a single, yeah, she's a single mom of three. So I think I'm most excited to meet her for positive reasons. And then for not negative, but for like drama and juicy and questionable, do we need to 5150 reasons? I'm most (laughs) excited to meet uh, Mary. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. And also, if you go to Mary's Instagram, she has lots of, like, strange videos that kind of give me Britney Spears adjacent behavior, where she's, like, walking into frames and living rooms and just, like, twirling and looking around and pretending like it's paparazzi. And even her behavior on Instagram is kind of, seems like a little wonky and unhinged. So I'm excited to see... Mary's behavior I agree with that and then in terms of the person I'm most interested in I think I'm going to be interested in watching Whitney with her whole situation with the older husband potentially a vow renewal which we all know is the kiss of death for relationships and I don't know I'm I'm interested in seeing her situation but I mean I'm kind of down for all of it I just I'm just excited to get a new crop of people, new stories, and yeah, a little bit of incest sprinkled into the show. I didn't know we needed it, but it definitely has created a big buzz around this upcoming series premiere. Watch next season on Beverly Hills. Kyle's going to be like, I'm thinking of leaving uh, my husband and marrying my uncle. It's like, no, Kyle, don't do that. Stop. (laughs) Just because your series is boring doesn't mean you need to do this. I don't like you, but please don't do this. Well, there's definitely moments where, I mean, this is maybe a little creepy too, but her oldest daughter, Farah, will like be sitting on Mauricio's lap and they'll both be like in bathing suits and I'll see photos of them. I'm like, are you two dating? Like this, this looks like oddly comfortable, like where I would like never sit on my dad's lap in a bathing suit. No, and there, there have been one or two posts. I think there was one, it was Farah's birthday where he posted and for a second I was like 
or no, maybe it was his birthday. I forget. It was a post one of them put up and I was like, oh, is this her boyfriend? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's her father. <laughs> like they, yeah, they have moments where, and I'm sure, I'm sure it just looks that way. Yeah. They don't ever, we haven't ever seen or heard anything like that, but there have been photos where I'm always like, maybe just leave some room for the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. Just n- knock it off. Okay. Back up. <laughs> leave some room for the holy spirit that is so funny (laughs) well on that note mallory today's episode i think is kind of concluded thank you so much for coming on and breaking down the salt lake city house size with me absolutely thank you so much i'm so excited i got to talk to someone about this because i'm so looking forward to it and i think it's just a little over you know four or five weeks until we have these housewives back we have orange county coming back soon but that's a real tbd but i think yeah for the most part, I think everyone is really excited to have a new city and a really unexpected city to look forward to. So thank you so much for having me on and just letting me chat about it. It was my pleasure. So where can people find your awesome Etsy shop and talk a little bit about that? Because we didn't really talk up front. How did you start it? So I, I woke up one morning and I went on Instagram first thing as, you know, I shouldn't be doing. And I really, it's funny, I beat this dead horse, but it's, really true Kay from gold half moon co she had po- i was following her at the time and i didn't have my real house pins account yet and she posted she had one i think the she no not the sheena pin one of her first pins and i was like and i think the caption said something to the effect of if anyone has any ideas and i just slid into her dms and i was like this 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 and i sent her like 12 ideas she was like you should just start an etsy shop <laughs> and i was like uh lol like no i no and she was like it's not that hard and she sent me links she sent me like articles she was like if you need any help just ask and literally like i think that was on a friday and then on monday i set up my bravo account and two weeks later I ordered pins and the problem is so my you can find me on Instagram at real house pins OC and the problem is so I ordered the pins and then two weeks later COVID happened and my pins come from China (laughs) so they took three months to get here because their factory shut down and I was like this sucks like I don't have anything to sell right now so that's why I started doing stickers and magnets because I was like well those are made in America like I can get those lickety split so if you go onto my Etsy page realhousepinsoc.etsy.com there's I have postcards now because you know we need to support the U.S. Postal Service (laughs) I have ornaments I have ornament gift sets for the holidays coming up they also don't have to be for the holidays you can someone said they're gonna uh, put a string through the little hole and hang it from their rearview mirror um right I was like well it doesn't smell (laughs) but I mean whatever it can you can still look at it I have buttons I have pins I have stickers I have magnets anyone wants to slide into my dms and give me you know things that they want to see in the future I'm always open to that but yeah so that's where you can find me and uh like I said thank you so much for having me on I really really appreciate it of course this is so fun I'll put like all of your info in the bio so if you guys just want to check the show notes you'll be able to be linked to, to all of the things awesome Alrighty, well have a great day enjoy your pool oh my gosh I'm so envious I'm just excited to go home finally yes Alrighty, well have a good day and have a great rest of the weekend you too Alrighty, bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.